What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody, welcome to the Empire Signing Server Network podcast. I'm Pete, this is Evan, and on today's show, we're going to be discussing how a Long Island 6th grader was barred from selecting President Trump as her hero for a class project, how how the New York City Council is further intruding into the hiring practices of city businesses, how Kirsten Gillibrand's CNN Town Hall last week was just plain embarrassing, and lastly, why the whole thing about politicians releasing their tax returns and whether they should or not is just effing stupid. Before we get into all that, first of all, if you're new to the show, welcome. The Empire State Conservative Network podcast is for New York-based conservatives who are sick and tired of how the state is being run, you're sick and tired of being neglected by local and state politicians, and you're sick and tired of being ostracized by friends, family, and co-workers who think they're liberal when in actuality they're probably not if they use their brains for half a second. So, Evan, let's start with the sixth grader in our neck of the woods, Long Island, who said a teacher nixed her project because she proclaimed Trump to be her hero for said project. So let me read a little bit about it. It's very short, and then we'll discuss so a Long Island sixth grader says her teacher barred her from picking him and then trashed the commander-in-chief in front of the class. She said, and I quote to News 12, Donald Trump is my hero. She said, I wasn't allowed to do Donald Trump because he spreads negativity and says bad things about women, unquote. She also added, quote, the thing I didn't get, she was okay with someone doing Barack Obama, but not okay with Donald Trump. That's what got me angry. Her outraged parents went on an apology, want an apology, excuse me, from the instructor who they accused of attempting to intimidate Moscato, said the father, quote, I can't believe that anybody in school will tell her that guy, Trump, can't be her hero. And this is the, cent- the Sachem Central School District. So, Evan, what are your thoughts on this? I've, I find this to be very interesting. All right, so this is just another case of, what is this girl, sixth grade, they said? Yeah, so she's 11 or 12. All right, so it's just a middle school teacher. First of all, you're a middle school teacher. Get over yourself, okay? Teaching is a very important profession. All right, I work in the education field. But you're a middle school teacher. Your personal opinions on the president are irrelevant when it comes to a school project. Yeah. This girl chose her hero. She could have chose Mussolini. It's not your job to tell her who she can and cannot choose. That being said, that's another false narrative that Donald Trump says bad things about women. Mm-hmm. He is not a good, he was, has not always been the best husband to his wives. He yeah. has cheated on wives. He has said all of them with the next one. Right. And he got caught with that locker room talk with Billy Bush, which was not talking about sexual assault. It was talking about consensual sexual activity that women will let you do to them when you're famous. Disgusting. Yes, but not sexual assault. So this woman is just pushing her own beliefs on children, which is not her job as an educator. Your job as an educator is to teach kids the material and to get them to think for themselves so they can grow up, become productive members of society. She Mm -hmm. overstepped her bounds. She should apologize to this family. She should apologize to this girl and she should let her do her project the way she wants to do. And she should also apologize to every other child in that class and every parent of every child in that class for forcing her liberal nonsense on their children. No, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this isn't news to us. You know, we were, we grew up in a liberal bubble. We both, Evan and I went to the same high school and we were, taught to believe these very things. George W. Bush was the president when we were in middle and high school, and he was often denounced by a lot of our teachers. So this isn't news. Now, I will give the superintendent of the Sachem School District credit because he said, and I quote, I wish to make it clear 
that the district does not endorse or condone any limitation or prohibition upon a student's choice of the president of the United States of America as a subject of his or her hero report. So I actually commend the superintendent for coming out against this teacher. Now, I doubt this teacher is going to be suspended or uh, punished in any way. And, they sh and, and she should be. She sh absolutely should be. This is a complete violation of the child's free speech of letting this child critically think. And this is a problem in the education system itself. And I'm sure you see this day in and day out, even with the people you work with, not even just the students, is that they have this, you know, it's a liberal mentality. There's one way to think about things. And if you defer from that viewpoint, then you are a bad person. And well, we, we saw it with the, with the whole nonsense where Trump goes, okay, you want illegal immigrants? We're going to put them in every sanctuary city. Mm -hmm. And now all the Democrats are coming out and saying, well, even Cory Booker, Mr. Spartacus, comes out and says, well, that's going to that's make Americans less safe. Uh, duh. So all this nonsense that they're pushing that, oh, immigrants, uh, uh, when you have immigrants in your city, it's safer. That, that's not even a stat. Nope. They can't, they don't track that. That's, first of all, and that would be legal immigrants. So yes, again, all for legal immigration, but they push this, that there's no difference between legal and illegal immigration, or that every illegal immigrant is just coming here because they need work and because there are no doctors in Mexico. Mexico offered the caravan, the last caravan asylum in Mexico mm -hmm. with jobs. They said, no thanks, we wanna go to America and get free shit. It's yep. nonsense, it's liberal indoctrination, they're not, they're not teaching the younger generation to think for themselves. Listen, if you have all the facts and you still choose to be a liberal, okay, you're a very ignorant and naive person, but that's your choice. You have to be given all the information. Anytime I speak to anyone about politics, I don't tell them what they should think. I give them the information. Mm -hmm. I go, listen, conservatism is about limited government, more personal freedom, the free speech, the right to bear arms, and the foundation of the, the principles that this country was founded on. And liberalism, especially the, the current liberalism, is about big government mm -hmm. and giving more of your money to the government and letting them decide how you live. And you know what? Then you decide which one you want. Do you want the government to be your parent or do you want to be an adult? Yep. That's it. That's ultimately what it is. And, and again, it comes back to this restriction on critical thinking and the indoctrination that schools from K through 12 and then even in college. I mean, Evan and I, and we've shared these, this with you before, we both had classes in college where we did terribly on papers that we should not have done terribly on and, and you know not to complain about one grade in our entire lives but it was merely due to the fact that we both wrote against what the professor wanted us to write we it's were obvious bias right it, it's it's that's all it was and and i'm sure even if i went to the dean of the school i'm sure even in your case if you did that little to nothing would have happened they would have said okay you got to grade it more fairly next time or maybe give them 10 extra points on the paper and that's it. But they wouldn't have been suspended. There would have been no punishment and nothing would have been done about it beyond that. And that's exactly what we're up against here. So it's disgusting. This is, I mean, it's not surprising in New York state, but it's happening in our neck of the woods. And I'm sure this is far from the only situation in academia at any point through a child's progression that this is occurring. Now, no, but it's really disgusting because you're pushing one viewpoint and the whole point of higher education is supposed to be literally the free flow of ideas. And you have people like Michael Knowles who are attacked on campus for, for just saying everyday things that men are men are men and women are women and women are not men and men are not women. Mm -hmm. And that, could, that guy could have walked in with a real gun and shot him. Yep, absolutely. And he didn't. And thank God Michael Knowles is still alive to drone us to death because his, he talks this slow 
I mean, I listen to the guy on two times speed and he sounds like he's talking slower than I am right now. <laughs> but the point is that it's perfectly acceptable on a college campus and people are cheering hands up. Don't shoot another false. All the guys shooting the super soaker yes, at him. They're saying the hands up. Don't shoot with what could have been a real gun. You're yelling hands up. Don't shoot. Then first of all, they're arresting the guy. They were handcuffing him. No one even had a gun out. It's all these little crybaby bullshit. It's really getting disgusting. The American college student, not all of them, the leftist American college students, which are making up the majority of what is being portrayed. So whether or not you're out, out of the closet as a conservative or hiding on American college campuses, the majority of American college students are being come out of these insane alt-left liberals. That's exactly what they are. The American college student, the liberals, they are all alt-left. They are far to the left of the average American Democrat, but they are much, much closer to this new, the new fresh faces of the Democratic Party. So fresh it, and so bubble. face. Sorry. And they on. are literally, they are, they are shutting down conservative voices while demanding free speech. Yeah. Does that, that is insane. It is. I, honestly, I came to this realization over the weekend. I thought maybe it was applicable on one or two key issues, but I think it's applicable on all of them. And that is that, Liberal, liberalism is a definition of hypocrisy because they think everything that they want is for the betterment of people. But then when you actually want to institute those very policies and things that they stand for, they don't want it. Sanctuary city, like you mentioned before, being a perfect example of that. It's just all they do is politically posture. It's all for power. It's so blatantly obvious. And I want to point something out that I, we didn't have in the notes or anything before the show. But did you hear about how much money President Trump raised in the first quarter of the year? 30 million? Yep. That is, by, that is more than all of the Democratic candidates combined. Bernie Sanders. Was, baby, popular vote. Told you. Dude, dude, honestly, I mean, I know money doesn't always equate to that, but come on. He didn't outraise anybody the first time around. He didn't come close to outraising Hillary Clinton, and he still won. So they're, they're just going off the rails. I think they've gotten, Glenn Beck says this all the time on his show, they've gotten so conceited and so arrogant thinking that they are right, that I think it's really going to come back to bite them in the ass. I'm, I, a, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, we've already called it, and we're more than a year away. I wouldn't be surprised if we won the popular vote. Something really messed up is going to have to happen between now and then for that not to happen. And, and B, I think we can retake the House the next time around. Because I think a oh, lot of 100%. People, yeah, I think 100% people, we're going to retake the House. I think that – that the liberals came out to vote because they got everybody all ramped up about Russian collusion and everyone thought Trump was going to be impeached in 2018. So they were like, okay, we need to be out there voting so that we have the, we have the house. So that when Trump's impeached for Russian collusion, then we can do it. We, you know, retake the presidency because we'll install Hillary Clinton as our dictator. It's all a whole bunch of nonsense. And conservatives woke up because they realized, listen, all this stuff that we wanted is now stonewalled. All these things we didn't want are now being put into place because of the left, because they have the House, all this stuff is being pushed through the House. All these things in, in states like New York, California, all these ridiculous laws, gun laws, whatever you want to talk about with abortion laws, I don't want to get too far off on a tangent, but all yeah. these things are being pushed through because of blue legislatures. And again, in New York, they do it at three o'clock in the morning. They do it when everyone's asleep because they know the sacks of shit know that nobody wants this crap. They know that it's underhanded. They know that it's dirty. They know that the people will not stand for it, so they do it while we're asleep. It's absolutely disgusting. Again, we need to be out and voting in 2020. Every single seat 
in this state that is up for that is up for the state senate needs to be flipped red we need yep. to be out there voting we need to be out there voting for president trump he is the only person standing between us and those insane lunatics who are running on the left every single one of them is a complete nut job oh absolutely and, and some of them actually are some of them are just pandering and won't do anything it'll be more of the same like with obama where the country continues to go in the wrong direction due to apathy and trying to push across some things like the Affordable Care Act, which didn't do anything but tax people for not having something that they should have the choice to purchase or not purchase in the form of health insurance. Now, let's move on to New York City. And now there's a bill to block employers from drug testing job applicants. And it's expected oh, to be give signed. Give me a break. Yeah. So uh, it's expected to be signed later today by Mayor de Blasio. So... We don't really have to get into this. So obviously, the way that it's run in this country, not just in the state, but in this country, is that if you are a private company, you have the right to determine how you hire people. Part of that can include drug testing. Hell, for certain jobs, there is random drug testing done after you become an employee. You can be an employee there for over a decade, and they will still drug test you at random times, or sometimes it's the same time of year, whatever the case may be. It's a private company. Exactly. They should be able to do what the hell they want. It's like the NFL. You know, everyone's like, oh, yo, these guys are in so much pain. They should be allowed to smoke marijuana. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. It is a private organization with teams that determine what hiring policies they put in place. And the league determines that in that case. But companies should have the right to decide what they want. Now, personally, as a business owner, if I was hiring someone, I don't care if you're an alcoholic. I don't care if you're a drug addict. I don't care if you're a sex addict. As long as you don't put a bad reputation on my company because of your negligence and your after-hour activities, and you don't show up to work drunk or fucked up and you're doing your job poorly, I don't care what you do when you're off hours. But guess what? Other people do, and they have the right to decide how they run their businesses. This is disgraceful, and this is just total mayoral control. That is Bill de Blasio's direct quote about everything. That's what he wants, and it's despicable. I don't even know what else to say about it. No, and this whole thing with the NFL where it's like, what people don't understand, these people chose to play professional football. Mm-hmm. You knew what the rules were before you chose to play professional football. You'd be like, well, we don't have many other options. You get paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. Stop yep. smoking weed for three weeks. They tell you every single time when you're going to be tested. It's a bunch of little babies. I'm sick of the liberal babies trying to push all this nonsense that you don't have any personal choice and there's no personal responsibility. If you want, if you go to an interview for a job and they say we drug test and you smoke weed and they don't want to hire people that smoke weed, guess what? Go look for a different job. Yeah. Go look for a job that doesn't drug test. Mm-hmm. If I own a company, I get to decide whether or not I want to employ people who smoke weed. Yeah. I actually can decide that I don't want to employ people. If I have to provide health insurance, I don't want to employ people who smoke cigarettes yeah. because they're going to have more health issues. Yep. And their insurance and is going to be higher. Because it's a private company. There are things that are called private companies in this country. What makes America amazing. Not everyone works for the government. So if you don't, if the government wants to employ people who smoke weed, that's up to the government. But if a private company does not want to employ people who smoke weed, who smoke cigarette, whatever it is, they have the right to do that. Go find a different job. Yeah, 100%. Or if the case is, okay, we drug test you once a year on the same, like with the NFL, where they literally tell you months in advance, this is when you're going to get tested. And guess what? Stop smoking weed for a month. 
take the drug test, and you can resume smoking weed, provided it doesn't affect your job. And well, you know, you know they all smoke weed. They all do, of course. They smoke, of course they all smoke weed. They're just, they're, most of them are just smart enough to not get caught, which is yeah. why the system is designed that way in the NFL. The NFL wants the appearance that the players are not smoking weed. They really don't care if they're smoking weed because if they did, they would drug test them every single month. Yeah, right. They don't really care. They want to catch the people who are stupid enough to not pass the test. You have to be a complete idiot Sheldon to fail a drug test that you know is happening on a certain date. If they tell you the drug test is April 15th, you know, okay, I need to stop, not smoke weed for maybe February until after I get tested. If I smoke weed all the time, just to get out of my system. Sure. They're not hair testing. They're piss yep. testing. Yep. That's it. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you don't, if you want to smoke weed and you don't want to play football, then don't play football. Yeah. LeBron James talks about this slave owner mentality in the NFL. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about a slave mentality then. Because if you believe your only option is you have to play football, then you are greatly, greatly mistaken. Mm-hmm. If you're in the NFL, you graduated from high school. Whether or not you learned anything is different, but you graduated from high school. Many of them have at least two years of college under their belt. Mm-hmm. You can go find another job. It's not going to pay you the same, nope. but you want to make millions of dollars playing a sport. Guess what? Put the weed down. Yeah, you got to abide by the rules. You know, and it's the same thing with private companies getting back to this. And, you know, I, I don't see how New York State, and, and it, it's, it has been a problem. We've talked about not just the out-migration pattern with people and families, but it's also with businesses because this is not a friendly state. And New York City is even worse than the state in terms of being friendly to business. And now with the mandatory minimum wage in the food industry, we talked about this last week, they're losing, uh, they're losing workers because they can't afford to pay them, at least not on the books. Some places may go on to shady business practices. But, I mean, it's just nuts how much total control they want, and I'm getting sick of seeing it. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforallocasions.com. Let's get into uh, one of our state senators, Kirsten Gillibrand. So as you guys have probably heard and seen, all the Democratic presidential candidates get a CNN town hall where they get to discuss the issues. But Kirsten Gillibrand was embarrassed terribly. So according to the Daily Wire and some statistics we pulled up, let's see, where is it? Um, The New York Democrat captured only 491,000 total viewers by comparison Kamala Harris, who is also a 2020 presidential contender, brought in 1.95 million total viewers when she appeared on CNN for her town hall event. A mediaite report gave fuller context for Gillibrand's dismal performance, and then we'll discuss. In the first quarter of 2019, CNN's 10 p.m. host Don Lemon doubled those numbers. On average, he bagged 1.16 million total viewers of 361,000 in the demo. Gillibrand's town hall was also the lowest-rated show on cable Tuesday night at 10 p.m., while less than half a million pe- people watched Gillibrand, a whopping two and a half million people tuned in to watch Fox News host Laura Ingraham, while over on M- MSNBC, Lawrence O'Donnell drew 1.9 million viewers. So this is funny because Gillibrand is like Hillary Clinton, but on steroids, because in just 10 years in politics, she has flip-flopped on literally every issue. And people know that on both sides. She does not check off any intersectional checkboxes, because she came into politics when she did, 
everything is on the internet. Everything she said, an audio and video form. So people can look it up and see she's a flip-flopper. She's going nowhere. And the fact that she's still in the race and wants to try and make it to the primaries is really embarrassing. No, and listen, we talked about this before. She's doing this to keep her name out there, and she's doing it to raise money. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there's, oh, people keep jumping into this race. It's really getting ridiculous now. Some other woman just jumped in who defended Ilhan Omar, said that Donald, what Donald Trump said about her comments is disgraceful. Come on, give me a break. This is the woman who said 9-11 was some people did something. <laughs> Let's not be flipping about 9-11 people, all right? She lied about the formation of CARE. We're not going to get into this. But she lied about the, what the, when CARE was, for, was formed and why. It's funded by Hamas. We all know this nonsense. She's a liar. The left loves to lie. This is a whole bunch of bullshit. Kirsten Gillibrand is a terrible politician. She's, even more, she's never going to go anywhere. She's stuck where she is. That's it. She's never going to advance any higher than that. People are on her game. Like you said, she doesn't check. The only checkbox she has is that she's a woman, but she's white. She's blonde. The left doesn't want her. She messed up when she switched sides. She should have stuck with the conservatives because if she had good ideas, we could have pushed her up. But guess what? You don't have good ideas. You go to the left. You're not, you're not, you don't fill enough of their boxes. They ain't going to put you anywhere. Look at just look at Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders is not getting that nomination. Guaranteed. No, absolutely. I mean, they want Kamala Harris. It's clear who they want. They want Kamala Harris. But the problem is she's not likable. She is, she's a total she liar. Horrible. Oh my she's God. the way to the top. And, and this will take us into our next top. There's not much more to say about it, except in the fact that it's hilarious and it's a local politician, but it's tax day here. It's April 15th. Taxation so is theft. It is theft. And interestingly, according to a reason magazine's May, 2019 um, article uh, in the latest IRS figures dating back to 2008 to 2010, because you know, this is the government keeping statistics. Voluntary tax compliance for 2008 to 2010 is 81.7% of the revenue the federal government believes it's entitled to collect. That's down from 83.1% in 2006. And, th and this is dating back almost 10 years. And so now, again, the left is making a big stink about President Trump and his tax returns. Sarah Sanders had a great clip, which we're about to play you here, um, about that very thing. and talking about why the left and their politicians in Congress should not be able to look at his tax returns. And Kamala Harris comes through and she says, I'm going to release 15 years, really grandstanding here, of my tax returns. 585 pages or something like that of tax returns. Who? No one's going to read that shit. A, most people are not financially literate enough to understand that. B, willing to bet, just like Bernie Sanders, who paid, what, 13%? And he's a millionaire. But millionaires and the top 1% are supposed to pay their fair share. I, I, I'm willing to bet she doesn't. And on top of that, too, who cares about tax returns? I, know, I, don't, I don't remember or understand where it started. Maybe it's an act of It started with Donald Trump. No, no, no. It was before that. Barack Obama released his. Like, every presidential candidate since I've even closely followed politics has released tax returns. I know this dates back many, many years. But why this is important makes no sense to me. Why, does it, why should anybody have the ability to look into your financial life and see how much money you're making and try to make a, a decision as to because you took these number of deductions and instead of paying 40 or 50% like you're supposed to, you paid 13% like Bernie Sanders. I have nothing against Bernie Sanders for paying 13%. I have something against the fact that he says that people who make as much as he do should be paying their fair share and he doesn't. But I have no problem with them taking deductions. I'm sure Trump takes many deductions. And I'm sure also it's very complicated. They've gone through legal proceedings in 2016 about this very thing. 
You don't need to see it. It makes no difference to me about that. I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think, I think it's complete and utter nonsense that this is even a thing. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't need to see your tax returns. It's, 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 it's more of the leftist nonsense. Oh, well, you're withholding, gov- you're withholding money from the people. No, we are the people. Stop thinking that the government is entitled to your money. It's not. It's not. It's absolutely this ridiculous leftist bullshit concept that the government is owed money from the people and that this whole whole tax return thing is a giant scam. You should not be getting a return on your taxes. The government should be taking less money out of your paycheck. You should have more money in your pocket regardless. You should owe no money at the end of the year, and you should have to pay no money, and you should be owed no money at the end of the year. This garbage that they're like, we need to raise tax revenue to provide more for the people. Hey, guess what? If you tax the people less, the people will be able to pay for the things themselves. It's absolutely disgraceful. It's leftist propaganda bullshit. That's all it is. Oh, tax government, tax government, taxes and government, taxes and government. Enough. Stop acting like the government is owed something from the people. They're supposed to be working for us. Yep. And with the absurd amount that they take out of everybody's paycheck, you get nothing. Even driving around here, we talk about this all the time, driving around on the highways or even the local roads here, and I'm sure wherever you live in New York State, it's the same by you. Potholes and terrible roads, terrible roads. I had to get my whole undercarriage of my car fixed this winter because of how terrible the roads are, because I travel a lot for work, and I drive a lot for work. I had to pay over $2,000 in fucking damage because of how terrible the roads are. It's disgraceful, and that's where your money's going, and they want more of it because they say they don't have enough to fix the infrastructure. Meanwhile, I don't know if you saw John Stossel's piece recently, they built a bathroom recently in a New York City park for over a million dollars, when you could have built the same bathroom with the same parts and everything, no difference for a hundred grand, including labor. But and it took them seven years to build this when the private sector would have taken six months. Yeah, and the governor gets a forty percent raise. Of course, it's all it's all bullshit. People really need to wake up to this crap that the Democrats are pulling. Oh, we need more tax revenue so we can help you. No, how about we just help ourselves? Personal responsibility. What do we are getting nothing from these politicians? So why are we giving them more and more of our money? Mm-hmm. People need to wake up. The Democrats have never been the party to cut taxes. They have only ever raised taxes because in order to have more government, you have to have more money. And the money comes from the people. This is government 101. This is really insane that people don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really basic stuff. That's exactly what it is. And nobody knows it. And, they're all, and, and this goes back to what we talked about in the beginning with the sixth grader and the education system. It's all indoctrination. You're taught that big government good, higher taxes good because you get more. No, they pitch that you get more. But, you know, and I, and I mentioned this too. I have a client of mine who's paralyzed from the waist down. He was an Iraq war veteran and his Humvee hit an IED and it landed on his spine. And the VA uh, treats him like garbage. He needs certain medications and certain things to get by. They're supposed to ship it to him certain times of the month. Half the time, he doesn't get it. And when he's there, even with the standing appointment, he's waiting 90 minutes at least before he's even seen, after his appointment starts. So he's wasting his entire day for a checkup. It's absolutely ridiculous. That is what the government gives you. So you shouldn't feel bad if you take your maximum deduction. I know for a lot of people in New York State, they're bitching and moaning, and Andrew Cuomo was trying to spin this. They're bitching and moaning that, oh, because of the salt caps, 
um, you, can, you, know, you, you can't deduct as much off your federal income taxes. Yes, but the reason your taxes are still so high and you're paying so much collectively is because your state and local taxes are so high. That's I have never owed the federal government money. Every year no. I file taxes. I think the most I've ever owed them was this year. It was like $79. It's always New York State that I owe money to. It's always the state. It is almost never the federal government. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely ridiculous. And that whole and the whole thing with Trump's tax code, that was des- it's because of, of what Cuomo's been doing. Yep. It's what blue state legislators have been doing. It's a direct response to that. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking that you should, it's, oh my God, so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, he's trying, look, and this is also the same thing, circling back to the sanctuary city thing. It is the same type of thing. He is making, or try, well, he's passed legislation with the tax cuts. He's trying to do it the sanctuary city situation with, with illegal immigrants. But he's trying to wake up the blue states who think he is Hitler and he's a fascist and he's all these, and he's a Nazi and all these stupid things. When actually he's trying to, like unveil the curtain and see, look, you're getting nothing. You're getting screwed. If you weren't taxed at the rate you were, or if you were like Florida or Texas, where you don't have a state income tax, you would have saved so much money. More than half the country, by the way. New York Times had to admit that people got tax cuts across the board pretty much. But more, almost half the country doesn't think they got them because of how high their state and local taxes were. You are getting robbed. So wake up. And that's why we're here. So to finish things off, guys, we're on a mission. Evan alluded to it earlier. We're here to rile up the conservative base in New York State. We need to get out in 2020, vote these schmucks out of the state Senate, get our local politics in order as well, because politics is local. Justin says it all the time, and it's true. He's still alive, by the way. Also, guys, if you can, please share this with an Empire State conservative. It really helps us. Or even a liberal who is not happy with things that are going at the local, state, or federal level, and maybe we can help them see the light. We would really appreciate that. And also, we have new merch. See the red New York hat. Evan has that AOC shirt that is brand new and in our store, EmpireSecondServeNetwork.com forward slash store. All profits go right back into ads. When we are paying to reach you, we are trying again to rile up the conservative base in New York State. And we can only do that by putting our own money into it as of now. We would just like to recoup those costs to the best of our knowledge. So if you can, please buy an AOC shirt, a red New York hat, or anything else in our store that you like, and we'll get it out. We found a great vendor. It'll get out to you. You'll have it within less than a week. Also, if you can donate just $5 a month, you get the Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom wristband that you see us both wearing. You you get mailbag access. So every Friday, we will ask you and our other donors, what would you like us to talk about? You send us topics and questions. We will cover them. You help us. We help you. And also, if we have a guest on, then you can ask them questions directly, and we will literally read them verbatim to them from you. Also, we have an event coming up in May. Evan, please share what that is. Yeah, so we are working with Solomon Tack for the 500th time. I'm going to keep selling you guys every single episode. We are working with Solomon Tack on Pray NYC. Okay, this event is designed to raise money for Gold Star families, for veterans, for first responders from 9-11. All right, we already have, I'm 99% sure I have to talk to Solomon. Tunnels, tunnel to Towers should be signed up. We are in contact with two other organizations that are looking to help us raise money. All the money from any sale of any T-shirts for Pray NYC or any donations, 100% of it is going to go to these charities. We are not recouping any costs. We are not recouping any money. We are not making any money off this. This is 100% a charitable event. It is in Central Park, May 25th, between 107th and 108th. Please, if you can, RSVP by May 15th at 
prayNYC.rsvpify.com. So we can kind of get an idea how many people are coming. I will be there. Peter will be there. Vicky Palladino said she'll be there. Chris Wright, conservative in New York, will be there. We are working on getting a bunch of other people to go. So please, RSVP, tell your friends. It's all, it's all to raise money for charity for people who actually deserve your money, not people who sit around not working. Absolutely. So check that out. We will have the link in the description. I promised that last week and neglect to do that, but I will put that in the description for today's episode and going forward up until the event occurs. But guys, thanks again so much for watching. Again, please share this. Uh, feel free to shop in our store, donate. That would really help us. And guys, it, for, for whatever it enjoys to say, take it away. Don't let fear take your freedom. Hey everyone, it's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.